With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm joined by Daily Records David McCarthy and Fraser Wilson. I'm also delighted to welcome on this week's special guest, former Danish <clears throat> international and Aberdeen goalkeeper Peter Keir. Peter spent two years in Scotland at the end of his career and since hanging up his gloves has carved out a career as a successful TV pundit in his homeland covering the Champions League and English Premier League. We're hoping former Aberdeen man Peter can fill us in a bit on Bronby, who come to Ibrox on Thursday night, for which Stephen Gerrard has already described as a must-win game for Rangers after losing their opening two fixtures. First of all, Peter, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. The weather, I think, is, is quite the same as in Scotland. It's rainy, it's a bit cold, so <laughs> I get used to it. So it's all right, it's fine. I'm fine. Hope you are as well, guys. Yeah. Before we get to Bronby, Peter, uh, can we get your own personal of playing Ibrox? had a very quick look at European season this morning, and I think two final defeats. I find correct. And that is there anything particular that stands out from your Ibrox visit? Yeah. You're right. We lost. Uh, I played two games there. We lost 2 0 both, uh, in both occasions. I, I remember it was my second game for Aberdeen. I just joined Aberdeen. Uh, had a home game against Haas. Uh, we won. After that, I went to Ibrox and honestly, I was scared because um, <laughs> after 20 minutes, we were 2-0 down and we didn't uh, 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 hit the ball. Uh, by the way, we didn't hit the ball for 90 minutes, but I was uh, watching at the, uh, at the clock and I was start counting. Maybe we could lose eight, 10-0. I said, <laughs> unbelievable. If we lose... Eight mil or something like that in my first visit to Ibrox. I will, I will hang up my gloves. But, but they just kept the ball. They didn't score anymore, so we lost two mil, uh, two oh, uh, early flow goals. But they had some magnificent players. They were a good team, very very good team. So yeah, it was a nice uh, uh, stadium. Very very passionate uh, uh, people um, around the stadium, but. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, even if we lost two 0 Yeah, so I mean, if if Bronby were asking you for any advice before the game on Thursday, <laughs> would that be it? That don't lose, don't concede early, you know, <laughs> in case the roof caves in. Would it just be to? I suppose it's a cliche, but keep it tight early on. Try and get the home crowd nervous. Yeah, the the the, the thing that has to do. I know it's it's two different uh, teams, Rangers. Uh, uh, in 2001 uh, and Rangers now and it's also uh, another kind of rugby team because they are a counter team maybe we'll talk about them later but uh, if if I should give them uh, an advice is not to be scared and try to keep the ball as long as possible uh, in some moments because that's always keep uh, the home crowd uh, a bit uh, 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 quiet mm-hmm. because it 
if it's been a uh, if it's going to be a a tempo game, they will lose definitely. Brunby will lose because Rangers can play in a higher tempo. They used to do it, uh, and they're more physical. And of course, if they have fifty thousand people behind them, they will they will win quite easily. I think. Yeah, but Steven Gerrard's already said this is Rangers must win this because they have zero points. Brunby yeah. have that one point from the draw against Carter, so maybe they can use that to their advantage, knowing Rangers have to win, whereas a draw would be okay for Brunby. Oh, it will be okay. It will be a, a, a very good and a big result. Also because Rangers for, for some years ago was in Denmark and they uh, easily beat uh, Midtjylland. And mm-hmm. people talk about that because Midtjylland uh, at that time was a better team than Bromby is now. Bromby is it's not the team they used to be. It's not the team they were the last season because they sold some players. It was a surprise uh, 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 win the head last season when they got champions. They shouldn't have been champions because they wasn't the best team. But uh, uh, the other two teams, Copenhagen and Midtjylland, they struggled. So Bromby, of course, they they won it uh, uh, and had off for them. But uh, the team this season is is not so good uh, as the last season. So I I can't see Bromby uh, uh, get a point at Ibrox. Yeah. Peter, can I ask you? Um, you yes. said there that the first, um, you know, that, that Bronby are a different team from 2001, obviously, as are Rangers. But is the one thing that is the same the passion that the Rangers support will have? Because there will be 50,000 there almost certainly on Thursday night. I would imagine that would have been almost the same sort of level of support that Rangers would have had when you were playing there at Ibrox. So is that something that, that the Danes will have to cope with? Um, and do you feel that, that they will be capable of coping with that? Yeah, I think normally uh, Danish teams are, are, are clever. They are tactical good. They, are, they have a coach who is a tactical good coach. So, so they will not be, 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 be afraid, I think. Uh, and they will try to, to, uh, to close things down. Uh, and of course, players, they are internationals, not, not from Denmark, but from other countries. So they used to play... Uh, in in different stadiums uh, and against different crowds, and they are uh, used to play in front of their own crowds in Bromby, which is passionate as well. So they know they know the game, uh, but I I, I just see uh, it's it's coming down to quality. Uh, I have seen Rangers quite a lot, uh, and I think they are better. Uh, player by player, and also as a team, they are they are better than Brumby. So it's 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 just up to to Rangers to to reach their own level. If they reach their own level, I think they will win the home game. It's another story uh, in the away game because of the uh, Brumby Stadium. It's it's quite a uh, 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 um, it's quite a special stadium when it comes to to these kind of games, but. A home game against Brumby, I think they are a better team, Glasgow uh, Rangers. Sure. Can I also ask you, sorry Gav, just uh, one more thing and then you can go back to what you were going to ask Peter about. It's maybe a, a part of the goalkeepers union here, but um, <laughs> I'd like to get your impressions on Alan McGregor. Um, how, how good a goalkeeper you believe that he is and... On Saturday, he he did make what was for him a very, very rare mistake at the end of the game, which cost Rangers a goal and ultimately the win against Hearts. Um, 
you know, would you think a goalkeeper of his experience will just push that to the side and, you know, forget about that and just be switched on 100% from the start again on Thursday night? I don't know. I've never made a mistake, so I can't, I can't tell how a goalkeeper <laughs> will react. No, of, co- of course he will. He has so many good things in his uh, back, so, so of course he will do that. Uh, and players around him will say, that happens. Always when a goalkeeper made a mistake, you can see on the score sheet that, that oh, yeah, that costs. Uh, of course, when it costs you a point, that's another story, but of course he'll do that. And uh, and he has an age now where where he have uh, been through so many good things, also bad things, but he can cope with that. There, there's, I don't fear anything uh, uh, for him that, that it will cost uh, uh, in the next few games. That's, that's the advantage of uh, of getting older uh, that you can push it to the side and say, "All right, that that happened." Sure, Gavin, can I can I just come in at that because uh, j- just on a similar theme, I see that Thomas Mickelson was yeah. in goals for Bronby at the weekend, and he I think he's a similar age tell, and if not the same age, uh, do, do you expect he'll keep his place in goals on a Thursday night? The young guy who has uh, become the number one this season because they sold Swebe, uh, the German goalkeeper, to, to, to a German team before the season. Uh, he was a goalkeeper who played for the last three, four, five years for Brunby. Uh, he is sold now, so they will uh, give the young goalkeeper um, time to, to settle in the team and play, even if he had highs and lows, but uh, now he's injured. So it's not because he uh, he's on the bench. Uh, he was injured, and I don't think he will be ready for the for the Ibrox game. That would be Thomas Mikkelsen, who is, as you said, Fraser. He's an uh, experienced goalkeeper, uh, quite looking like me. Uh, not the tallest goalkeeper, but uh, quite uh, reliable, good with his feet, and just doing uh, his jobs. But he hasn't been playing on the highest level for quite a long time, so. He has to use all his experience not to, to get in any trouble. But normally he's a good, decent goalkeeper. But uh, it, it, it's, it's, it could have been better, to be honest. But he's, he, will, he will do right. I hope he will do right in the goalkeeper union's... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Rangers won the league for the first time in 10 years last season, Peter. So yeah. it was a huge moment... Um, you said Bronby won the league for the first time in 16 years. Now, Rangers are top of the league, but some of the performances, have they haven't been at their best and they're trying to find their form. And I see that Bronby needed two late goals to win against the team at the bottom of the league uh, at the weekend. How much do you think uh, they are maybe suffering from you know, the, the euphoria of last season? Because that's what some people think could be happening with Rangers this season. If you're talking about Brunby, they're not suffering from last season. Uh, as I said before, there wasn't. it's difficult to say there wasn't the best team when they won the league, but everyone was surprised they won the league because they didn't have the team to win the league. If I should be a bit harsh, I would say the other teams wasn't good enough uh, to win the league. Then Brunby was, uh, of course, you can't take anything away from a team who win the league uh, uh, over a whole season, but they were surprised themselves. So... I think it's not it's not just a lack of quality uh, uh, from last season. It's just the level. Uh, I think the level this season is to finish in top four, not 
not not to be champions, not not finishing second, not finishing third. Every every people uh, in Denmark, every football people won't be surprised uh, if they not manage to 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 finish in top three because it's not at the moment uh, they're they're using young people and uh, and try always to have balance uh, uh, when it comes to money, not not to not to use more than they get in, if you understand me. So they are trying to build uh, um, a new business where where they're not using that much money to, to get players in. So they will have a, a decent season, but they won't be, be in the top three. I don't think so. So no one is really surprised. Maybe you're surprised if they finish out of top six, but... Uh, if they finish fourth, it's all right. That's the level at the moment. Rangers, I know it's another story. It's typical when they had a, uh, um, a season like they had last season. I was following it because yeah. I'm a Liverpool man. And Gerard, of course, was my hero uh, yeah. as an outfield player. So uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm following them and, uh, and cross my fingers when they play in the Scottish League. Not against Aberdeen, but apart from that. So uh, uh, I saw a lot of uh, games, but... I think it's normal they will struggle the season after. The second season is yeah. is a bit special. That's that's yeah. normal, I think. And they went out of the Champions League and so did Bronby to Red Bull Salzburg as well. So that is always an early blow, which sometimes takes time to recover from. Yeah, but see, you, uh, in my opinion at the moment, you can't, you can't compare these two uh, clubs and teams uh, at the moment. I think Rangers is... is 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 uh, 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 in front of Bromby because there's more money. They are uh, they are uh, at another level. I think Bromby is trying to rebuild, try to fight themselves, but they are not using that big money. So it's it's talented players, uh, but if uh, if there is a very good player, they will maybe sell him, uh, and they did so last season. So it's a long. Uh, it's a long run before Bromby is back uh, where we know Bromby was in the uh, under Ebbeskovda, the former uh, Aberdeen coach. So they, 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 it's a long way to to go still for Bromby. Peter, we're always interested to know who the star men to look out for the three <laughs> men. If there's one person in particular in this Bromby side who could perhaps be the, the match winner, who would it be? Uh, they have. Uh, they had a striker, a white player called uh, uh, Michael Ura, who is uh, he's very quick. That's that's a, that's the threat I think Brunswick can come up with. They have they have quite uh, a few um, fast players, especially uh, up front. They have uh, on the flanks uh, one called Bruce, Bruce, um, and they have Hedlund and Ura. Ura, uh, which last season had his best season ever, uh, scored a lot of goals. He, he's a quick, very, very quick. Sometimes he's a bit lack of uh, uh, technique skills, but he's quick. And at, at the special day, he is a danger man. Uh, that's no doubt about it. And Jared will, will have seen it as well, because um, that's quite obvious. But... You not always know what you get from him, but when you get the good thing from him, he's a he's a very dangerous player. Can I ask you as well, just a slightly um, bigger question, Peter? Perhaps yeah. um, 
you know, I think both our nations have roughly similar populations, and yet your side, your national team, is flying high. Uh, we are trying to fly high, but we're not really getting off the ground. We're maybe just getting off the ground now. Um, why do you think that is? What What would you put your national team's um, success down to in comparison to other countries of roughly the same size or same population? I agree with you, David, and it was a mysteria for me when I played in Scotland because I saw some good players and I saw that it was quite the same uh, uh, public. I agree with you. So why couldn't Scotland be up there? Uh, and I can't give you the answer, but what I can tell you is at the moment in Denmark, we are, we are simply flying. We think if there were a World Cup tomorrow, honestly, we think we could win it. We, we have the public behind us. It's... Even even uh, people over here who is not uh, watching football that much, they're talking football. They are even uh, players who uh, not have a big name. Everyone knows them now because mm -hmm. the public is back uh, 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 is backing, and that's of course because they're winning games. They're winning games. They started with the former coach uh, Ogaharide, uh, where the the. They didn't play that good football, but they didn't lose games. And of course, that, that, that builds something. Then we got a new coach playing another kind of football, more, more uh, uh, what do you say, uh, entertaining football. So people like to watch the, the, the team and it's, uh, they still win it. And of course, we have to mention, we feel very sorry and sad over here and everyone does about the Christian Eriksen things, what happened uh, in Parken on the Euros. But don't get me wrong, but that makes people, uh, 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 what you say, uh, uh, come more together uh, about mm -hmm. this project. Uh, everyone was uh, 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 focused, of course, on Christian, but also on the team, on the coach. So that after that, we were flying, simply we were flying. And I think, I know you, you're not a fan of the English uh, 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 national team, but I, uh, I think you, you saw the same uh, as we did. We could have beat England uh, in the semifinals. Mm -hmm. So then we were close to the final. But it's, it's, deep, uh, it's simply just uh, uh, they, everyone is so positive uh, about it. It's all the people over here is, is backing our, uh, our national team. So I don't know what Scotland should, should, should do. I think they have some decent players, but it's, it's very, very difficult. Uh, it's a long run. They have maybe, honestly, I know maybe I hurt you a little bit, but I think we have, we have more quality players. We have, we have more skillful players uh, than, than, than Scotland have. I know they have some world-class players in Tierney and Robertson and so on, but I think we have more. We have, we have some very, very good, young, talented players. Sure. Good. Okay. OK, Peter, thanks very much for taking your time out to join us today. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I look forward to the game and I cross my finger, of course, for the Danish team, but if they lose... I'm not that uh, 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 angry uh, it's going to be to, to Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, just hearing from Peter there, on the Bronby game, David, after the draw at the weekend and the disappointment in the way the game ended, how much do you think, especially considering they lost their opening two games, has that added the pressure going into this game? It was already huge anyway. But yeah, I don't think... I don't think, Gav, that it's, it's added anything to the situation. It's not changed the situation. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, they have to get off to a good start in the in the group, and you've got to be targeting three points from Bronby, um, no matter what the situation was in the group. You know, particularly at home. Um, you know, at this stage, I know a lot of people are still saying that they've kind of blown any chance of getting the top two already, but. I, I don't really buy that because I, I do believe that the that Rangers could beat Sparta at home as well. Um, and I think there is still a fight for the top two, but certainly they have to finish in the top three just to, to stay in Europe. And um, I think that they'll have too much to, to beat the Danish side, uh, certainly at Ibrox, and to get something from them away from home as well. Mm. Fraser, you think back to the start of the season before a ball was kicked, obviously the, the, the euphoria from last season and one of Stephen Gerrard's very early sound bites made for a great headline, you know, we'll defend this title with our lives. But when you see, when you when you think of that statement and you then see the subsequent performances, well, I say performances, the first half, we have to say, was very good on Saturday, second half, not so good. But the result was obviously a disappointment. There just seems to be something missing, isn't there? I, I think... Uh... They're in need, maybe, of a statement victory just to, to kickstart things, not just their European campaign, but their, mm-hmm. their season overall. I mean, they just go over the line against Hibs. Um, I wonder, I still wonder how that would have panned out if Hibs had kept 11 men in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're needing to go out and give a real good, comprehensive performance and victory over Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it, it could come this Thursday. I mean, listening to Peter there, it sounds like Bronby are coming very much as underdogs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's time for Rangers' big players to step up and really start firing. And I think if they can get a a two a 3-0 victory on Thursday night, that could really kick-start things both domestically and the, in, in, the European, um, in the European stage. Yeah, Davey, a 3-0 win would require somebody to put the ball in the net. Um, that is something, obviously, that Again, Stephen Gerrard sound a bit like a broken record. They touched on it again. We need to, you know, they need to find their shooting boots. Alfredo Morelos, I think, had what, eight was he had eight efforts in, on yeah. I think, in Saturday, Saturday, none on target. Um, what's going on with him? I just think that he is lacking confidence in front of goal at the minute. He's snatching at things rather than just um, you know just stroking them away. Um, and strikers go through that kind of that kind of patch. You know, it was it was a bit weird on Saturday because I actually think he played really well, you know, in his link up play and everything mm-hmm. else. But the bottom line is he's in the team to put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, it was presented with a number of really good chances. They weren't even half chances, some of them. Um it didn't take them. He's kind of stuck on 99 goals for Rangers just now. Could that be played in his mind? Probably not, but at the same time, I think. He is the type that just needs a couple of goals to get him up and running again. Um, you know, his, his goals when they've come this season have been pretty sporadic. He'll score a goal, then he'll maybe go two or three games without scoring a goal again. And I think he is the type of character that, that lives and breathes scoring goals. And when he's not doing that, he's not particularly happy. I think I think Gerard made a mistake on Saturday by, by keeping him on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it was one of those games where he it just wasn't falling for him, wasn't working out for him. And I would have kept Hadji on the park and put Roof on for Morelos, but Roof through the 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 middle um, because I actually think that he could possibly be as good a finisher as as Morelos because I think he's shown that he knows where the goal is. Yeah, and that's another one. Uh, yeah, you're right when you say that, David. But the other one is um, 
I mean, Jermaine Defoe was given another year's contract in the summer, wasn't it? I know he was kept on as well to do a bit of coaching, but you think of those chances, you talk about uh, natural finisher. I mean, he's only featured in the Dundee United game, I think, this yes. season. I mean, would he even be worth a shot? I mean, he's not even on the bench. Yeah, I would, I would definitely have him on the bench anyway, coming mm -hmm. on if it's like, you know, 70 minutes and the game's still tight and, you know, the ball's pinging about the opposition box and stuff like that. There is no, he is, he is the most natural finisher they've got, you know, I mean, he's done it for, what, 20 years? Um, for him not even to be on the bench, um, particularly when, you know, another striker went out the door and, and he turned, I know um, Sakala came in, uh, but he's not really caught fire either. Um, so I would I would definitely have Defoe more involved than he is. But then again, Gav, we don't know if maybe he's carrying an injury or yeah. something like that, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, um, not a lot of information is getting out of Rangers, is it? Yeah. Fraser, just finally, the story that won't go away, Gerard to Newcastle, the latest is that um, it's been reported down south that he is apparently on a... He's, he's actually on a list. I mean, this isn't just about being a bookies a bookies list. He's on a list um, along with Roberto Martinez has been mentioned and, and Unaya Emery has also been mentioned. So, I mean, if there is serious interest in Gerard from the new owners of Newcastle United, what do you think are the chances of him leaving Rangers mid-season if he was offered the job? I think we'd find out then what really motivates Stephen Gerrard, wouldn't we? Um, yeah. How much money motivates him? I've got to be honest, I'm very much in the, the camp that he's undoubtedly got the star factor for the job and the, and the new owners mm -hmm. at Newcastle, but I'm not convinced he's got the stars above the badge, for want of a better term. Mm -hmm. and, um, one title in three seasons, one, one piece of silverware in three seasons doesn't make him what I would expect to be an attractive proposition for the newly crowned richest club in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I find it hard to believe that he's, he's near the top of the list of candidates. But if he is, I, I kind of also wonder what he would really think about it because you, you sort of need to be living in Mars for the last 40 years not to realise that Gerard's destiny is surely the Liverpool job. Mm -hmm. but, um, if he took a stint at Newcastle and uh, if they did become serious title challengers to Liverpool... Would that then kind of sully his almost godlike status amongst Liverpool fans? I don't know if all these things would be going through his head if he was actually offered the job. Mm. So, I mean, no, I find it hard to believe yeah. more than anything that he... That yeah, he I'd, 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 I actually would take the opposite view from Fraser on that one. Um, I would think that what his big consideration would have to be would be that if he was given, like masses of money to spend to bring in some of the world's top players and it didn't work out what's his legacy what's his reputation where, where does that sit in his cv How, if, if he was to go there um, and it didn't work out um he certainly wouldn't be getting a liverpool job if he went to newcastle and made a mess in newcastle um so i think you need to consider that also i would like to think that maybe he would have a bit of uh, moral fiber in them and uh, think oh, I'm not going to work for for that regime because that's what it is. It's a regime. It's you know you you can you can paper over the cracks. You can call it whatever you like. You know it's the Saudi Arabian regime um, that that is now running Newcastle United. Mm -hmm. And you know would he want to be involved in that? Maybe somebody will. 
and yeah. probably a real top name will and players will go etc mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't know if that's the right job for steven gerrard um if he were to be offered it um i do get the impression that his uh, time at rangers is coming to an end yeah. now i'm not saying it's going to be this season yeah. um possibly this summer coming though yeah. um you just feel that yeah. it's kind of looks as if it's ran its natural course um but Newcastle, I would be surprised if he was the next Newcastle manager. Yeah, I think it was a good stint, isn't it, David? I mean, if it was to come to an end this, this summer, it's given Rangers a, a good chunk of time there. And you know, yeah. shelf life of managers these days don't often run to four years. No, that's, yeah. that's to be honest, David. When you said that, I was I, I was going to say I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you've all, you've you know been covering football in Scotland for you know many years. I mean, other than, you know, Walter Smith's long run, you know, I mean, how many managers have lasted more than four years? You know, there aren't many out there in the old firm. No, 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 certainly in the old firm there's not. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think everybody recognised right from day one with, with Stephen Gerrard that, mm. that he would come in and he would give it everything uh, to get the club back on its feet. And he's done that, but ultimately his goal would be to move back down south or maybe even move abroad, um, but certainly down south, I would think. Um, and I think that when the time comes where he does go, I think that no Rangers fan will turn around. Well, put it this way, that it won't get the reaction that Brendan Rodgers got when he left Celtic. No. Um, because I think that there is a genuine appreciation by the Rangers support for the job that Gerard's done. I know that you know, one trophy out of nine and stuff like that, people are saying at the moment. But let's be honest, that was the big trophy. That was the one that basically had to be won. And he delivered that last season. Uh, and, you know, things continue. I know it's no, it hasn't been a straightforward this season, but I would still make them fairly heavy favourites to finish top of the pile again this season. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, we've got a big week to look forward to. Bronbyn Thursday night, home uh, Europa League, followed by a trip to St Mirren on Sunday. So thanks a lot, guys, for your time this morning. And we'll be back next week to discuss those two games. <laughs> <laughs>